Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Polarized Podcast, and it's the most wonderful time of the year, and we are covering Christmas movies, and it's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie in here today, folks. That's what we're talking about. It's polarizing movies, uh, movies that audiences and critics disagree on, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, sometimes critics love it, audiences hate it, or vice versa. Um, and this is not what you think it might be. It's not the Christmas Carol. It's <laughs> it's I, it's a uh, it's a it's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie. There's a movie in the title, so you know what to expect. And uh, even though it very much played on television on your local NBC. Uh, network it is a movie and they remind you in the title so don't you forget about it um but we are we are very merry here on our uh on our wintry polar uh kingdom uh out and uh you know and we i don't rule the kingdom alone there's another there's another uh there's another guy you know <laughs> for for the layman He's a gay. Uh, yeah, real. I'm a real layman gay. for for that matter. I mean, aren't? <laughs> oh, stop. I'm I'm a layman. I'm a layman. Don't don't deny it. Uh, my my uh, good co-host friend partner here, the great Brandini, is no layman. He is king of polarized kingdom. How, how's it going there, buddy? Uh, a very merry Muppet Christmas movie to you. Oh, a very Muppet Christmas to you. <laughs> Happy Christmas season. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yes. I'm excited to get on this journey. Yeah, thank you for the introduction and welcome everybody to the Polarized Anytime, podcast. anytime Brandon shows up yeah. at a party, I usually very, am very like, party. everyone, welcome to the Bra- the Brandini show. And then the, par- <laughs> oh, and then the party stop. begins. Oh, too kind, too kind. Well, very Merry Christmas to you. I'm excited yes. to start this journey uh, on polarizing movies uh, of uh, Christmas movies. This is our first one. Uh, we're also recording two podcasts in a week because we've been, um, yeah, trying to catch up a little bit, but wanted to make sure that we started this, uh, yeah, very merry season with uh, a fun Christmas movie. I think fun it's a movie, right? It's a right? good pick. I mean, it's the, it's mu- good, it's the it's Muppets. Good. It's the Muppets. I it's know like, how bad is it going to be? It's no off brand anything. It's just, it's the Muppets. They are there. Um, yes. the, the, I mean, so that you already know that going in, but Brandon, I wanted to ask you, do you oh, have yeah. a favorite Muppet or a Muppet that you identify with the most? Mm-hmm. Either question. Those could be different questions. Maybe there's a favorite that you don't identify with, oh, but right, I, yeah, right. whichever side of that question you choose to answer. Oh yeah. For me, it's a, it's a very easy, just uh, like, and clear decision for me. It mm-hmm. is the, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. It's a movie that growing. Oh, up movie. Oh, okay. And then after that, uh, tell me which uh, character you like the most. Oh, character. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the overall. That's property. a good. No, okay. I'm curious about that too. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh God. Who is my favorite character? Oh, Gonzo for sure. Hell yeah. I think that's that's big a, Gonzo guy. That's a favorite choice of of many. I'm sure. Yeah, because I mean, and this is this movie is a great example of it. Is he? he's usually given some pretty like yeah meaty material to work with you we just uh yeah really get a good understanding of where he's coming from at times and yeah he's a kooky kooky character and i really love the shit out of him i think he's the the best he's a wild card it's like i don't know you're going you're going to laugh at some point when gonzo is around like he's going to do something mm -hmm. kind of 
uh you know i don't know wacky crazy silly older. yeah yeah he's he's uh but then uh, i like how heartfelt he was in in this uh in the end of this one too yeah i'm singing the song he, uh, that was nice oh that kind song being, was great being an outcast and whatnot not having his uh his crew to be with i i thought that was a nice like through line for for our good friend gonzo but agreed i have a really mm-hmm. hard time picking a favorite but i have I, you know yeah, i think in the right doses swedish chef is just one of my favorite things oh, to so like funny. ever exist mm-hmm. um totally. and then i don't know i felt like watching this i feel like i'm gradually becoming uh the one of the old men that are just yelling barking yeah. things from the balcony waldorf and whatever the the guy and uh yeah. i don't know i feel like in certain ways we are those we are turning into those old men that just uh criticize movies from afar <laughs> uh oh my god yeah um, <laughs> uh, but you can't yeah. you can't go wrong it's 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 the muppets yeah I, I i love it i think christmas carol is yeah. my favorite too i mean you can't you can't go wrong with that one the, like muppets around christmas time is just like makes you all feel warm and fuzzy inside but uh I will say that Jason Siegel one is really good. I like that one a lot yeah, too. It is. It is really good because he understands the heart of the Muppets and mm-hmm. what they are like, what, what they're like, what they're used for because to start getting into some backstory as well, like the Muppets have always been um, a vehicle to make commentary on what is popular in society and, and joke about it and kind of rib it and, you know, put it through its paces and just show you how, um, how there are these uh, stereotypical things that might be present in certain things that we've just heralded in culture as being really funny, great, and lo- and what we love. And the Muppets come in and kind of lampoon that. And it, yeah, it's um, yeah, that's just been their mo. And yeah, the Christmas Carol is um, you know, a vic- what is it? Is Victorian, right? Or around that time? Ah, fuck, I can't remember exactly the time period that the um, Christmas Carol is set in. But I assume Victorian. I don't know. No, probably wrong. I yeah um, I I don't know I I saw it's like industrial revolution kind of shit you know like mm-hmm. sure there's like it's about capitalism right mm-hmm. and how capitalism uh, corrupts people and yeah all of that and you know uh, when Dickens I, was was doing his thing <laughs> right you when know he, what time it was Brandon it was it the was best Dickens. of times it was the worst of times, worst of times. you know uh, yeah absolutely do I know oh, <laughs> for sure. Like, oh. Do I know do is the I, question. Do I do I yeah, actually know what the fuck I'm talking? About? I don't know. <laughs> do I know? Um, Our boy Dickens, yeah, yeah, yeah Dickens. Dickens, woo! Um, Man, just so synonymous with Christmas, the uh, Dickens story, the Christmas Carol, and then also too really synonymous that this uh, somewhat lampoons is the uh, "It's a Wonderful Life," and I mm-hmm. just uh, going into this set us up for uh, yeah as. I didn't realize how much of a success I was going to set us up for, for this podcast, but yeah. prior to listening or prior to watching this movie, we had just watched it's a wonderful life. So we can really make some very, very top of mind, very clear uh, callbacks and, oh, yeah. uh, and, we, and we can make some um, strong associations and critiques about how this movie does that story as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also too, you know, what was so funny to me is that we just, um, Recently, I was up there visiting you, and we had watched uh, Jack Frost, and the 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 puppet in Jack Frost is in this movie, which I thought was really crazy. It's, when I first it's, saw that. It's like 
it looks it's like a full full size snowman thing but i i think what they're trying to do is have it be that one that like mickey rooney voiced in the uh, in like the rudolph the reindeer mm-hmm. red nose reindeer like a kind of claymation or stop stop motion uh movies mm-hmm. because it had definitely had that style with like the mustache and everything and like mickey sure. rooney and mel brooks kind of have like a similar old guy voice <laughs> like but yeah. it's you know that that's that's a thing that they lampoon kind of right off the bat because in the in the Rudolph movie, yeah, he kind of brings you in. It's like, oh, it's going to be a nice wholesome thing, and then, uh, uh, sure. yeah, it just kind of gets sh- shuffled around or like sad. You know, it's 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 there's a lot of bits in this movie, and that's I mean that's like my favorite part of any any Chuck Muppet movie. Um, yeah, but there are many that are of the time, and and we'll we'll go through it. Um, so of the time this movie my god yeah James. like really they, really pointed, really yeah. i just because that's really what my notes consisted of is how many times it uh, something because vi- it could just be very visual too because mm-hmm. like you know yeah. something that stuck out as being of the time is we go to uh, this like heaven world and they're uh the visuals there are so much of the time what people are mm-hmm. wearing but also to that like uh 3d screen thing yeah it looks like a watching. screensaver it's like super but, oversaturated yeah. like it's like their first experience one of the like when digital uh filmmaking i think was becoming more and more prevalent and being able to do mm-hmm. these things especially for tv um right. it has this look yeah and i was trying to find the closest thing to compare it with. And I was with it being so like a very much an NBC and that being a joke in the movie too. Um, uh, sure. I was thinking of 30 rock kind of, I don't know, like 30 yeah. rock was somewhat uh-huh. around this time. And I was like this, yeah, I'm trying to like the light. Everything's very well lit. There's no, there's no like, uh, you know, depth to the, some of the, a lot of the shots and everything. It's very much like a, a, a variety mm-hmm. show and, and everything is flat and, uh, things for are TV. structured in a way where there are built-in commercial breaks. I, I just kind of say that right yeah. off the bat too, like where it fades out and fades back in. And then on those fade-ins, you can tell too where they, if someone is like, you know, cleaning up after Christmas dinner or something like that, they already started the movie and then they come in and sit down like, hey, what are we watching? And right after the commercial break, those characters tell you an expository dialogue being like, remember we got to save the theater uh kermit and then it'll bring you bring in so anybody can kind of come in at at any point and uh and be a be a part of the movie and and have a good time on on all and like it definitely serves that purpose and i can imagine uh yeah just how this movie was was promoted by nbc like leading up to it um yeah especially with with the cast you know and it's a lot of those people it's like very even if they aren't playing themselves it's almost like i we keep like hey look who we got you know like oh <laughs> uh, sure yeah we got matthew lillard <laughs> yeah and uh and, and whoopie playing god and everything a very uh-huh. cynical mean-spirited kind of kind i of agree god that, like seemed yes. like really didn't didn't care or it, just like it, right. overworked or and it was like in a very bureaucratic kind of system to get anything done like leading in up to the big boss uh Whoopi and and like david yeah. arquette being like we got to take care of kerman william h macy like shutting them down like you can't go to the uh, boss you can't skip past all this you know and right. uh that, those those visuals were yeah for sure very rough. it was rough. it was it was pretty rough yeah it was uh ugly looking a lot of really mm, shitty like looking saber yeah 
that dated very poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all of that God stuff was confusing. And I'm glad that you already brought that up because that was something I was, I, I personally made a note of and was uh, trying to figure out like where, why, why that's the case. Um, because again, like we just had watched uh, It's a Wonderful Life, there's a conversation in that movie between essentially like the way that It's a Wonderful Life is for people listening who haven't seen that in a while is there is a like star system galaxies mm-hmm. that are on screen and they each light up when they're talking yeah. and it is stars, ta- stars talking. It's, I think it's a really great effect. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, I mean, especially at the time. I know. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, holy shit. I mean, if anything, that, that um, honestly dates a little bit better than this weirdo, crazy 3d screen. Absolutely dude. Yeah. That, absolutely. That, that, that they go to. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so y- there, I, I get where the, like the Genesis is of, God is a little, there's a little bit more bureaucracy and things of like, you know, God and angels have, are bound by duty to, uh, you know, aid progress and human, um, like human development in ways by saving people and picking out people that are, uh, at really high highs that they see a lot of potential that are now experiencing really low lows. And they're trying to like shepherd them through these traumatic times in their life because the power and influence that they have is worth saving because, you know, just like it's a wonderful life. And this is that, you know, we get to, uh, there's a whole section of this of showing how much impact Kerman has had and the Muppets have had on the world. And if the world wasn't like this and, you know, it would be this evil Biff world that <laughs> that everybody that ends up. You being mean like Joan a, Cusack, <laughs> right? Evil Joan Cusack world. <laughs> Bitterman, I forget her the first bitter, name. But I bitter, love that one just, of the Bittermans. Yeah, just every everything is so straight and just yeah, like she goes over the top and being such a such a evil evil person, <laughs> right? To the to the point where she's even like. You haven't figured out that I'm the bad guy yet, like, and uh-huh. she just calls herself the the bad guy, but, uh, which is so clear from the beginning, and that in itself is a joke. Yeah, I oh. like how she calls them the muffins and constantly like pronounces yeah, people's sure. names wrong. And I guess I'm already thinking of it now, but the her, her little guy friend or worker or whatever that thinks everything yeah. is an innuendo was one of the mm. one of the funnier bits I I remember so too. That was that was great because it just kept on vamping up of like yeah we will yeah. oh yeah, yeah. okay yeah. Right. Like, yeah. not everything is an oh. innuendo he's like innuendo yeah. I don't know it was it was Which, great it is great but that it too is of the time and it just sure. oh god it it is it yeah this movie is so incredibly embedded in what was going on and everything mm-hmm. that um which yeah for better or for worse dates this movie uh yeah. like poorly mm-hmm. i would say because so much is and yeah it makes me it made me think in general about the muppets as a whole because since that is their mo is to take something that is a popular culture at the time and lampoon it and you know mupp- muppetize it if you will um it just yeah watching it back then you realize that some of the best stuff just like we had watched um you know muppets um take manhattan is like that movie is really effective because even though yes like there's a lot of 80s setting in it um it is so strong in universal truths that Mm -hmm. it is it's still really enjoyable and doesn't really have a lot of the jokes are more so 
you know, it is a joke about very common concepts in movies as opposed to all the jokes are predicated on specific cultural touchstones at the time and so this movie is so you know really for yeah for worse i would say is uh yeah it doesn't age well because you're like yeah seeing like joe rogan in this and shit is just so (laughs) funny well i I was like I was losing it. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I think like some of those like movie movies, like the classic classic Muppet movies are, are actual movies. And this feels so much more variety show and, and made for yeah. TV. And I think totally. that does cater to having some of those like references like that, maybe within the, the budget that they had as well. But it did remind uh-huh. me of watching like the, the Muppet show. And I, and I watched it, I think around this time too, is forget which channel it was on. And I always remember the episode that had, uh, Pierce Brosnan was the guest and I made like such a big deal of like we have to we can't do anything we have to watch this Pierce Brosnan episode like pretty much my version of SNL before I watched SNL like show up on the Muppets and and be a feature yeah. star and I think I remember I could be wrong but he did this thing where he shot like he drank a martini and then he, he it was like actual like I don't know strong enough alcohol or the gas or whatever you do it to breathe fire so he spit it out and he breathed fire Oh my like, god! Pierce Brosnan <laughs> fucking rules. <laughs> that guy is the Dude. best. And I like. Oh my god! I was so. And that speaks of the the time around that that was going on too, when Pierce Brosnan was James Bond. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, my but mom. Yeah. This. This. this... My mom. Or uh, just a real quick is like yeah. I, I have a I have a similar situation with the Muppet Show where my mom is a huge Prince fan and recorded the episodes oh. and I've seen them growing up multiple times. Prince was on the Muppets as oh, well cool. when he was really popular because the Muppets have been ra- around for a really long time. Oh yeah. If you know, if it's okay, unless you have a, a point that you want to make, I wanted to. Just oh, I was just going to finish that that point of that. Yeah, that, and I think I I had already made it where yeah this this is a movie where the story takes more of a backseat and it's more of a prop to set up the bits. Whereas I think some of the more classic Muppet movies, the story is way more instrumental to how great those movies are. Even if they are mm-hmm. Christmas Carol and riffing on something that already exists. I think sure. there is more heart. There's a lot of heart in this movie. Don't get me wrong, but I think there is more heart in some of those other, other movies where the story kind of has a, has a driving point. Uh, if they had done the entire, it's a wonderful life. I don't know if that would have been more of a way to do it. I'm not sure, but this was more about being the variety show that the show is mixed with kind of like a a movie sort of structure on top Mm -hmm. of like other parodies within, uh, within it as well. So a lot of those things definitely work, but within, within like the structure, I think that that's where it kind of, differentiates itself um but you were gonna yeah cool yeah no no totally because i mean i uh, just a now th- again you presenting that is is the reason that in my mind that muppet christmas carol works a movie similar to it is is that it is it is still like housed within a timeless story and it will make updates here and there to just to make jokes to provide uh, more comedy to uh, something that might not be totally outright comedic but yeah you just the clear distinction with this one is is that so much of its comedy is not about 
using a tried and true like stereotype necessarily it's about incorporating more of the time stuff and yeah again you just it dates itself so fast yeah big time and it's just like kind of what we talked about too of a couple other movies i know that you had mentioned the uh, new chippendale movie mm-hmm. you know uh having some of these characters very muppet right i i think maybe you've even said might have said something similar to that effect of yeah like that new chippendale movie is like the muppets where you are mm-hmm. like roger you know, rabbit oh, for sure right essentially is chippendale the new chippendales is roger rabbit but it's just making instead of commenting on black and white like betty boop being in roger rabbit now you have uh you know uh ugly sonic or whatever right? yeah <laughs> being the joke and that being the analog mm-hmm. and yeah and then there's so, there's some meta stuff in, in this one even too that starts to you know and there's very, that's not the first time it's it's like movies or shows have have done meta jokes and, and things like that but the whole like being owned by universal or sorry nbc and saying insane like yeah pretty much and but and then saying corporate synergy and all that shit and like pretty much like looking down the cameras barrel of the camera was kind of just like wow this one's for the parents a little bit <laughs> like oh yeah which i mean totally which is not muppets have been that. around that long yeah and it really is for everybody it's uh it's i don't know just like an, an institution of uh i don't know of american culture american culture yeah, like, yeah totally right <laughs> absolutely like such a yeah. Uh, yeah uh touchstone of american culture i'm glad that you brought just brought that up uh about the um jokes for the parents right because Mm -hmm. i think you know a kid watching this in 2004 no it's 2002 Mm -hmm. yeah 2002 um 2002 yeah like there's a lot of stuff in here that would go over a kid's head but i think that's what i i just that's what the muppets is all about right is looking at the history of the muppets which i i forgot and until i looked it up for this podcast is muppets is just the combination of marionette and puppet i i, I always forget that that's why it's oh, called Muppets. okay um you know what i, I mean yeah. <laughs> right sure you, you, you just, it's just like a fun way to say puppet yeah i know why not exactly them or something but yeah but it's also uh, kind muppets, of a funny insult to somebody you muppet it is yeah be, oh because why because you're just a caricature you're like of yourself, an npc right? i don't know that's the new <laughs> yeah now that's the new term right <laughs> but the uh, the muppets were always created and this is the tie-in to the parents of it all is the muppets were always created to be an adult entertainment it wasn't mm-hmm. they weren't created to be kids entertainment and the reason and it's understandable in the foundation of who the muppets are based off of which is vaudevillian humor so mm-hmm. like you're talking about very slapstick uh traveling comedy troops that yeah, were i mean wa- uh, or fozzy bear for sure fozzy bear is a great example who is just yeah a, a very strong archetype of a culture um that yeah is long before two like if rodney dangerfield was a was a puppet or something mm-hmm. <laughs> waka waka uh, i don't get no respect is his walk, waka waka <laughs> right totally he has a catchphrase he's also got yeah this um yeah fozzy bear's the best oh I love my god fozzy i bear love him dude yeah he's, <laughs> he's so fucking great yeah, there's times where he's the best part of the movie like when he comes he has his moments like his moments can be like the best part of the movie a lot of mm-hmm. times the, totally and at least i mean the heart of it especially when like you see kermit go through so much 
and Miss Piggy is is there for him, and then but it, it is it can be a little toxic sometimes between the two of them. Yeah, but absolutely, Fozzie, Fozzie yeah. Bear, he just seems so always he always has his back. And then I also love yeah. the parallel of him being like the the uncle in uh, It's a Wonderful Life, like the guy who loses the money uh-huh. to Potter, and then like Fozzie Bear kind of does the same thing. And the, I don't know, right. like that parallel worked really well. I'm like, yeah, that is that is essentially the same guy. <laughs> No, totally. And that's, again, like, that's how the Muppets end up, you know, being who they are as they function. All of these character function as archetypes that we've just mm-hmm. that have been that have come from TV, film and music, too, because, I mean, you just there's a couple of characters in the Muppet um, like troupe that are, yeah, like really clear archetypes of 70s and 80s musicians. And those, mm-hmm. those people all play into effect, especially this one in particular has a. Um, has a Frank Sinatra like Muppet is in this movie. Is that the introduction of him? When, when did he first start coming around? I don't know when he first started coming around, but I would assume that he probably had made an appearance before this because it just is always, it's funny to me. And then he's hanging out with like this monkey. Uh huh. Like, right. Which is like, what is this pairing? Like, what are these two? What are these two up to? <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, it just seems like of that time. Because remember, like in you know the Muppets, uh, Muppets were created in the fifties, and so when you think about frank sinatra you also think about like we're still like there's still like essence of colonialism and there's like you know banana this from africa kind of shit that just exists in culture where you know you get these imports and all of this stuff and these like uh you know uh places uh, you know outside of the u.s that just uh seep into the culture and whatever they may be and yeah just um the frank sinatra puppet is which is kind of synonymous with uh with christmas so it made sense why he was you know singing these christmas standards Mm -hmm. and um a part of the movie for a little bit you know obviously there's nothing he really does in the movie other than sings and says a couple things but yeah uh having a frank sinatra puppet is really funny to me um because yeah again is a perfect example of what the Muppets serve is it is a very large collection of characters that are all representative of something that you've seen in popular culture and they've manifested themselves into some type of like um yeah uh, a Muppet I guess it's it's interesting it almost like seems out of place when he does look just like a guy like everyone has like is either an animal or they look like a little uh you know they just don't, they're not, they don't look like people except maybe the band. Like there's some of the, some people in the band that kind of look like hippies humanoids. Yeah. You know? Right. I guess, mm-hmm. I guess they're people too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I, I don't even know what I mean by that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I, he just looks like kind of like a dude. So it is kind of just like, Oh, there's just a guy and he's hanging out with the monkey. That's, that's interesting. Right. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend it, but there's this movie called Happy Time Murders, I think it's called. And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, it's if you were to say that same thing, like mu- like puppets for adults, but then you like went all the way and like made it grotesque humor and then went past that and made it like t- tasteless uh, adult, mm-hmm. like kind of graphic humor, then you land there, you know, because there's things like Avenue Q and shit that is, you know, I haven't, se- I haven't seen it, but I've heard is really funny. And hits that uh, nail on the head a bit better. But yeah, that Happy Time Murders is all like Henson's like puppets, but then they're all used for very like 
you know, yeah, just graphic yeah, things, like, but mm-hmm. it's all shock value and not, not very funny. So I, I would not recommend it. That, that's all, but no, may- but I think, I think it's good to note that the reason that that doesn't work and this works is because of the heart that the Muppets Absolutely, have. Yeah. Fundamentally, like the, the stories of the Muppets are the stories that they're involved in. It's like trying to do the best that they can with what they're given. And they always are looking out for their, each other by and large. Mm-hmm. And so much of that comes through. Yeah. Which is really delightful and hard. And it, everyone is really identifiable and has their own characteristics and yeah. And the, I don't know. It's like, uh, yeah, the greatest showman and Kermit is PT mm-hmm. Brandini and, and yes. leading, leading the troop around, you know, and, and it's cool to see that. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone's just got, got their thing and to have so many identifiable, uh, characters, even so without them saying anything, but you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's that guy. Oh, that guy's back. Um, even, I don't know. The boomerang the, fish guy. I, oh my God. I was just going to say that. Oh you, yeah, dude. I was just like, even that, this guy, cause he got me some of the biggest laughs out of me when he showed up of just like, what are we going to do? It's like, Oh, what about the boomerang fish? And I was like, wow, there's a lot of like making fun of French people in this movie so far yeah. because then you had Matthew Lillard right before just doing his thing. And I almost, you know, I have my trepidatious like What's aspect of, of uh, Matthew Lillard and, and everything or how I feel about him sometimes, but he works really well in the Muppets movie. I feel like he should have stuck around a bit longer or, or something, but because oh, like, he, I feel like, interesting. I feel okay. like he is a Muppet himself. He is. Oh, but not in a bad way, but not in the way no. like you Muppet, but well, you're a fucking Muppet. You fucking Muppet. No, I, that's funny that you think that he should have stuck around because that was the a note I had of like, I'm glad that he wasn't around for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought maybe it was not the funny. French what? version of himself. I don't know. There's yeah. something about him that worked really well, like interacting with the Muppets. It, it just worked. Yeah, totally. Like because if, if it, he played David Arquette's part, I would be OK with that. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. David Arquette. Let's talk about David. He's Arquette. fine. Too. I don't I'm not like banging yeah. or like getting mad at david arquette for his performance i'm not mad at him uh but i just i don't know i think like uh I, he plays I, an innocent I, very well i want to root on matthew lillard when i can yeah like a simpleton he plays a simpleton very well he does like it's just like yeah. a sweet guy that uh sweet guy that yeah. just like is is innocent and pure um mm-hmm. and then you got yeah the the mean <laughs> kind of just like cynical whoopie goldberg that wants to watch spongebob <laughs> like right and, and it's such like a, um, it's butterflies such an, that are way too big yeah, yeah. jurassic butterflies it was, it's just an interesting bit for uh for her to be like that and then yeah this also does a thing i don't know if it's like a tarantino thing or what but they start from the end and then they just and they show kermit already kind of mad and then they like let's show you how he got there and then you and then you go back and you're like oh we get to watch the the process of how kermit could ever get you know so so upset um sure yeah which yeah. was a little jarring because we start off the movie and Kermit is like, a, which is very like It's a Wonderful Life. I had made the comment last night when we were mm. watching that movie. I'm like, man, he is such a son of a bitch right now, <laughs> you know, because he he because yeah. really it was so funny to me to realize, like, what is some of the. What are the uh, some of the plot points of It's a Wonderful Life? And it's fascinating to me that, you know, it, it builds up to the. Um, shifting into a world without him with a lot of like successes and a lot of things that he does well. And then it 
weirdly to me is like too much of the problem of the movie stems from so close to when the transition happens and it isn't so much about like his life has been fraught with a bunch of like uh, problems or issues that have led him to be this way. Or I understand that there are, there's an argument for that there is, but in my opinion, uh, it's wonderful life is like, he's has a, a really great life and has really wonderful moments that we're a part of. And then it is, we're catapulted into the world without him because of one situation. And, um, yeah, like this movie kind of has that too. And I under, understands it's a wonderful life really well where Kermit's life leading up to this wasn't bad. It's just, there's a singular moment that is the plot, you know, the crux of why we're getting there, uh, getting to like, I don't want to be, you know, here anymore. And uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would, I would parallels. argue against that because I, I just think that, that is such a culmination of his life's events leading him to that moment. It, 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 you're, you're ascribing it's just one singular mm -hmm. thing. And I would argue that it's a culmination of things leading up to one moment. And then the singular thing that you are describing is the, is, is if his business were to dissolve, like the bank and loan were to completely yeah, go sure. under, um, for this almost fluke sort of situation that, you know, he can't, he can't, he could either get mad at someone else for fucking up, which the other, you know, his uncle did, um, but he's not that kind of guy. And so he just, yeah, he takes it like the whole reason I stayed here was for this business and to keep it going for my father and mm -hmm. have this like sense of honor and duty and, and do the right thing sort of thing. And it's like that kind of characteristic has prevailed his whole life of like doing the right thing and almost being the martyr for some of the things that like his brother's able sure. to, to go do. And, and then, mm. um, that, yeah, that coupled with, uh, you know, just being kind of almost jealous, seeing that jealous and kind of envious side, I did kind of enjoy of him kind of, yeah. Like showing, uh, how depressed and upset he can be about his own situation and then taking it down on other people. I thought was something that like humanized him as well to see such a, you know, like I've said, quote unquote, like good guy, like go through all of this and then get like fucking pissed and angry at right. the people that do love, love him so much and haven't done anything wrong. Um, but then to find the strength in those, in those people, I think that, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I, that movie hits no, me, hits me really totally. well. And I, that's one of my, one of my favorites. Um, and I, yeah, don't want to try to change your opinion or anything. I rather than just like kind of say my own, kind of feeling mm -hmm. feeling on it because um yeah i just uh i you know if i were to relate to it, it's like yeah almost one of those things where so many things going on in your life at once and then you put all your faith in this one thing and then that even then when that goes wrong you just feel like you can just like flip out and just like be like well right. what's what's the point if nothing like nothing's going right sort of thing you know mm. um but it is like Sen you know it is sensationalized and it is almost like it is pretty short and it is kind of like a twilight zone like i think a really good like twilight zone right. episode where it kind of i like how quick it those trans transitions kind of happen and it doesn't wallow in a lot of rules and um and, and things like that but anyways you're in you are entitled to your opinion i totally get get where you're you're coming from too but uh yeah i, I get where you're coming just, from just as like well a, a favorite of mine <laughs> so 
no 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 i'm glad that you bring up these points because also too there's you know critiques on it's a wonderful life are critiques against this movie too mm-hmm. uh because they share some similarities and yeah it's yeah, it, it's interesting. Obviously, we're watching movies, so uh, things need to happen and they need to move along to get to the points that they're trying to make. And yeah, it just is sometimes yeah jarring because mm-hmm. you go like, oh, here are he, I'm being shown moments of wonderful like you know wonderful moments in somebody's life, and mm-hmm. then yes, one thing goes wrong, really wrong, and then it all crumbles. Is uh, at times hard to fully understand like why somebody would just completely like throw a lot of those things out the window mm-hmm. but i think maybe i'm just missing the point and i can admit that of that i that is also the point you know that um life is fragile and you know when we have these expectations and build up these moments in our life that don't go exactly how we want them to some people will react in a way where they're very destructive or very frustrated and angry. And I, I will say, regardless of how I feel about the um, not pace, but like the foundation buildup and transition that happens and it's a wonderful life. And in this movie too, I mean, God, it's a wonderful life. Those scenes are wonderful. Like just solely as scenes, watching somebody act and emote through uh, dialogue written and with other characters uh, involved in the scene really really great stuff i mean god damn like uh yeah it's a wonderful life is a very very well acted movie, uh hands down and i will give it uh nothing but uh wonderful act would you say that. you like it more or less than the butterfly effect starring ashton kutcher because they are <laughs> pretty much the same movie when you think yeah about it. <laughs> absolutely more oh my god altering your past seeing how it seeing how you come out on the other mm. side you know, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful life. It could have been more like that, you know? God, yeah, that would have been a, uh, <laughs> that movie would have done better to try to do that, you know? Uh, but it had its own agenda. So I don't want to say that that movie should be something that it, something else. Cause it definitely had a uh, agenda and an idea of what, uh, what it wanted to do, whether it succeeded or not. We've talked about that. So if you want to check out that episode, it is on Spotify. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. I know. I like that. I like that movie for our purposes of of polarize, uh-huh. polarizing movies and all that but um when i think uh, about speaking of yeah speaking of which i wanted to say like this being a polarizing movie and mm-hmm. getting into the heart of that sure. of the critics really enjoyed this movie and audiences didn't which is surprising yeah. i didn't say the scores i i realize uh it's an 82 percent by the critics and a 51 percent by the audience mm-hmm. um I think surprising, yeah, right? It's it's a very small sample size and how popular Rotten Tomatoes was at this time. I, I don't know. It's 2002. It wasn't wasn't not there. I'm pretty sure there's other movies from 2002 that are rated a lot, but it just might have flown under the radar, especially being an, a four TV movie. But um, it's 11 reviews from critics uh, with an 82 percent and then 2500 from the audience. Fifty one percent. I think I don't know that this one is fun to kind of dig through and and find something find a little you know nugget that you haven't uh watched or seen mm-hmm. before um and i don't know that's i for for a podcast i think it's it's interesting to to find something that not maybe not a lot of people are talking about or find uh a, another version of something that's maybe not as good not as noticed but uh is divisive for reasons that 
maybe a, a be a bit more innocuous and and everything but i i uh am curious like why the critics liked it and my yeah, theory, my theory might be um liking they, liking some of those references i i would imagine i don't know yeah i feel like be like oh they're doing a moulin rouge thing oh this is oh this is fun i like this oh moulin scrooge moulin scrooge yes and they like get into that that uh parody like quite a bit there's like the here we are now entertain us and even gonzo does the nature boy song uh off off the bat it's like the whole beginning of the movie Which and then what, yeah i think it's really funny when mrs piggy miss piggy is like can we yeah, stop can we just pick one song to sing please <laughs> i know which was really funny because i was feeling the same thing yeah and then she said it and i was like yeah thank you uh-huh, thank you <laughs> like, there's too much going on here like, just stacking all of these things on top of each other uh-huh. that set said was really wonderful it's just uh it's funny to me that i like just realizing for myself how forgiving i will be for the muppets uh in situations like being like you know maybe being a hat on a hat being too much being you know or not executing well on certain like um like ideas that it has in the sense of you know you like mulan scrooge is great but you know it 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 doesn't really go it doesn't go into necessarily moulin rouge things it just presents like moulin rouge as a concept and it's a little shallow what if it's Um, yeah moulin rouge with muppets and it's really just one for one what they do in moulin Mm -hmm. rouge with like muppets characters and then they make one line of commentary about there's too many songs (laughs) where it's yeah it's just that's that's a joke you kind of you know should be in on a bit like you might as well be a Scrubs fan while you're at it because there's oh an entire God, let's uh, talk Scrubs that, sequence. Please. I think this is worth it to go through like some of the broad, like the big chunk, mm-hmm. chunky bits that, and I think that's, that's what, you know, I will point to in my score as well. It's like one thing to have references, but to really go in on these bits and have a chunk of like Mulan Scrooge and then have a chunk of like Miss, Miss Piggy, Bro. like trying, I think it's like pretty fun for her to try to you know start her acting career and her act this way on a set i love um, that stuff yes it's yes, funny uh-huh. yeah and and i like scrubs so it like works for me it does it does uh-huh. but, but it's like over like if i'm gonna watch a movie it's like eh, i don't know if, if I you want haven't big... seen scrubs like yeah you're like to the point of why this movie this is, is going on a bit rising yeah right is because i think that the polarizing nature of the scores really speaks to the specificity of mm. the like uh popular content that it's referencing because if you have no idea about scrubs then you're going to be like this movie that bit isn't funny no right and and then means nothing to you it means nothing to you and then you pile it on into if you're writing a review on rotten tomatoes you're like well this isn't funny to me and i'm gonna go against it like Mm -hmm. this is a boring section because it means nothing to me and or you don't you don't give a fuck about celebrities or something like that and there's celebrities uh, like playing themselves of like when they're trying to make the call out to all the celebrities or be people like oh it's kelly ripa oh my god look at her it was so funny like who they got and who they didn't get you know because there's like you know hermit's calling up a bunch of people but the people that we do see are kelly ripa uh um uh what is what is his name um 
triumph the insult comic that was dog. who you see at the end which is great and you're like you know you know, <laughs> you know what i had something to poop on he does the poop on joke <laughs> yeah, which he I, does think, the poop on I joke. think it's just that's just i was dying i mean that just makes me so happy especially i don't know seeing like puppet uh crossover episode is great even like uh sure 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 there's yeah. somebody or was that in man we just watched manhattan recently too there's somebody who had a big bird uh doll i think that might have been manhattan or something but that you know that, those sort of crossovers it's still Jim oh yeah Hansen, and then molly yeah. shannon has the weirdest bit there weirdest too. bit yeah where uh, she's like frustrated with kermit that kermit like stood her up or like fucked her over and then she like still, dates like, frogs hold, or something i don't know yeah. yeah holding that against him and whatnot kermit as a character i love kermit he has so much range. You can do really do anything with him, and, and as like a straight man, how funny he can be uh, is also uh, also great. What, sorry, you and, were gonna say no, but yeah, no, no. That's what I was gonna say. Is like he, it's it blows me away. Like because it's been a while since I've seen him up in movie, but like it blows me away how much range he does. Kermit does have mm -hmm. where he is such a complicated character. Yeah, you know his relationship with piggy is always really interesting to me mm -hmm. because he has this uh like he doesn't have strong self-assuredness about what he's doing but he just gravitates so strongly to somebody who is very self-assured and there's like he's always left with i have to be the glue that ties everything together and mm -hmm. just all this pressure mounts on him and, it, and he goes through all of those beats of like oh uh, i just I want this to succeed because I want everybody to succeed and all of these things. And he's just such an incredibly complex character. Yeah. And I think it's interesting to like yeah. probe uh, in, into a world without Kermit. I think that's like an interesting world, uh -huh. like, uh, road to, to go down for, I mean, it's only for one act in the movie, whether it, you could stretch it out and make it an entire movie. Like they do Christmas Carol and do what's a wonderful life. I, I don't know if they maybe, but, um, I'd watch it for sure. But, uh, I think that is like an interesting thing to explore of like how instrumental he is to the Muppets and then how he handles all of that of like right. when, when things go wrong, like I, I like those moments when he's on like the verge of like almost thinking about getting upset about something, but then he kind of just like, Oh, well, you know, like <laughs> just kind of like, oh, he like yeah. takes it all in and he kind of gets bummed and like sad or like disappointed. He gets to more of those. He doesn't really sure. get angry. And then he, he just is a problem solver. And, and, uh, I like, and again, I like those times where it gets so dark for him that like Fozzie bear has to come in and, and swooping. Cause he's, he's the real good. Samwise Gamgee of, of oh, the crew where geez. it's like, yeah. Frodo's Frodo. He's, you gotta have the ring bear. You gotta, you gotta have somebody who's going to go, go all the way with it. But like Frodo would not be Frodo if there wasn't a Sam that, you know, carry yeah, Frodo sure. would carry the ring, you know, at a certain point. So it's like, uh, I like, I like that, uh, communal aspect of a, of a family film. Like I said, with it's a wonderful life. Like those are some, some of my <laughs> favorite things that really hit home for me is like that. Uh, you know, the, the, your your effect on your community and your community's support for you and uh, uh getting your back and everything like that like kind of hits a chord for me of of seeing yeah like it's a wonderful life everyone coming in with the money and and backing up george bailey and, and all that stuff and i just uh, i'm just like oh yeah oh that's so oh that's, uh, that's totally so nice. like i know just that 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 means a lot to me when when you're at your lowest and and having people kind of pick you up when you need it 
because uh, I think that's also right. fundamental to the spirit of Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it, it, it another reason. Obviously, there's a you know, especially with "It's a Wonderful Life," you can talk about uh, a whole host of reasons why it has just been so fundamental in or it's so foundational, sorry, not fundamental, foundational in being an American Christmas movie. And that's, I think that's a good point to bring up as well, is that there's a sense of giving and there's a sense of community and a sense of love and, and admiration for people uh, that you're, that are your family, you know, that uh, rings true, like rings true in the movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, yeah, again, how, how complicated Kermit's position and who he is as a character. It's like, he not only has to be almost like father figure, like head honcho uh-huh, of, of right. the Muppets, but also kind of boss. Like when he kind of like goes in front, he's like, Hey, I can't pay you. I, that kind of like, was like a thing. That uh, I was like, wow. Yeah. Like he's wow. got to, he's got to figure all that shit out too, man. And then even Miss Piggy, his, yeah. his partner is like, he's also kind of her boss a little, no, not boss, but like, I don't know. She's, she's, she's the talent really, but, uh, uh-huh. you know, she's sure, like, I'm out. If you can't pay me, it's like, what a, what a difficult situation for that, for that relationship to, to go through those kind of ups and downs as well. Um, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think, you know, he did it a lot in Muppets take Manhattan, but when Kermit plays a character, I think it's one of my favorite things too, of like, oh my God, I love yeah. the idea of someone playing a character, playing a character and doing it uh-huh. really well. And like, or even understanding that maybe Kermit's not the best actor <laughs> exactly That's yeah so totally. he's more like behind the scenes or he'll ho- he'll host things but he's always just so humble i love i love how humble humble he is and it's oh, he's one of those characters Kermit that's like the yeah the main lead guy but you can if someone were to say that's your favorite character it's like well yeah but so if you were to say your favorite disney character was mickey fucking mouse i'd be like what's wrong with you wrong with you <laughs> like yeah. why psychopath alert <laughs> no, like just like what's your f- oh so you're the most boring person in <laughs> yeah. the yeah the whole world yeah okay uh, okay that, that uh, a person who likes mickey mouse is the same person who only listens to the radio in their car and doesn't yeah. have a, a strong position on on a band <laughs> or music that they like. <laughs> Anytime like, I met those, and there have been a couple people that I met in my life, especially I mean, you know, we're really good friends, and so like, you know, we obviously like different types of music and whatnot. Yeah. So it's like, e- e- or they don't listen to more. anything in their car, <laughs> right? Or almost <laughs> even more, yeah, like. It's just such a red flag. Of, <laughs> oh my God. This person is a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. I don't need it. I don't need any milk for my cereal. Thank you. <laughs> like you can't tell me that there's enough feeling that you get through your day-to-day life that you don't turn to a certain band or a certain album or a certain song and just be like, yeah, give me more of this because I need to feel something, uh, you know, or I need to have a strong association with the feelings that I have right now with music. Like, uh, blows me away that somebody couldn't live their life like that <laughs> where they're just like, yeah, it's like, you know, I'll just turn on the radio and it'll be whatever. And it's just like, dude, come on. <laughs> Psychopath alert for sure. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's yeah. It's interesting how yeah people can consume things. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 hard, but it's 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 it is it's hard for someone like there's some things that bring us so much joy, and to know that somebody mm-hmm. that's not even on their radar is kind of just like wow. Yes, how do you yeah? Sure. 
what brings you joy? What, how do you live your life? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and then I feel like an asshole in those situations. Nah, I mean, because, but I, I mean, I, I'm like, I know this is an audio medium, but like for anybody who follow, you know, watches these on, uh, on Twitch is like, I don't know, like, and, and you've known me long enough where it is so hard for me to not have an expression on my face about the, like something a lot of the, a lot of the time, like I, I am such a, and I know this about myself. I am such a terrible liar because every time somebody like says something, I'm just like, I'll either have like this grimace or this like, a, a re- like visceral reaction of like, like you know even though i should be like no no, that's totally normal you know you can live your life do whatever you want to do and i'm just like oh god my face like i'm like i i I what and and i just i think about it uh you know sometimes especially in situations where i like need to be the straight face and i'm just like i fucking can't do it i like (laughs) when i take in information i'm so emotional about stuff where i'm just like uh, i like well it'll just completely paint it (laughs) i just can't i can't it's usually noises you make too sometimes yeah 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 we've got a dinner and i'm just like yeah (laughs) just making these noises like Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's the beauty of it because yeah, then there's things that you you don't hate everything. You just there's you just like your particular you're a man of particular mm-hmm. taste, and I think it's fun to have a style. I think that's where we're getting at. It's like I don't know, you, and it's sometimes it's fun to be kind of prideful about about your uh, style and 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 the things things that you sure. like, you know, and and uh, mm-hmm. try to turn people on to to stuff that has brought you uh, so much joy. Um, but totally, yeah, yeah absolutely and it's also and i we talked about this when we went and saw caribou is that like even a like i tend to not be able to hide my reactions to stuff but like even if i'm like come off as negative about it like the thing is is that you're evoking an emotion like it's and that and even mm. though it can be interpreted as being negative because i'm not reacting positively to something that you're saying but I just understand to anybody out there, like I'm the fact that you have a strong opinion on it. And I'm the fact that I'm reacting with a visceral emotion to it. I cherish, like, even mm-hmm. though we don't have to agree, like the fact that you love and are passionate about something is, it is way better. And I still will respect it as opposed to you just being. Yeah. That's, that's what I've learned about you. Well, is that- yeah. Like no, you don't, you know having you know not caring or being mm-hmm. so just blase about something it's you then you're just like oh okay that's almost more yeah uh, that's what i've I've learned about you if i come to you come to you with something it's like your reaction is more thoughtful and you want to dig a little deeper and uh-huh yeah, yeah like whether, i don't like this but i'm other... so glad that you you feel differently mm-hmm. about this tell me about it you know as opposed to you know oh so you don't you know again just like with the music thing and somebody not even having a band or something you're just like yeah that that to me is so much weirder and shocking than like you liking something that i don't like i yeah if anything like just because i may disagree quote unquote whatever it's like that's interesting that's so fun like Mm. oh but you love something tell me about how you love something i may not love it but you know yeah. Tell me. I try to embr- embrace that side of it more because I do get insecure sometimes with like expressing like this little thing or like sometimes like, Oh, I really like this thing and I want to tell someone about it. But then like, 
if they don't like it, ooh, that's going to make me, you know. And so it's, it's, it, right. It, it's, wow. but then, the, you know, I think we've grown so much and we've, uh, I don't know, always oh. come from a place of love. I think that at this point in our relationship of, and then I think we also have like a better understanding of like our likes and dislikes oh, as, sure, as sure. time has gone on. And even that changes over mm. time too, but it's fun to explore that and find the commonalities between, between, uh, oh, people. Totally. um, people, people. I don't know. I like, okay. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, yeah. if, if, uh, I was going to go through some of my favorite bits before we move on or you want to take a bathroom break. Yep. Let's cool. take a quick right, bathroom, bathroom break. break and then we'll be right back. BRB. And welcome back to polarized podcast. Uh, I just wanted to go through some of my notes before we go on to, uh, reviews from the Same. critics and the audience. Let's see. What do we got here? Um, yeah some of these some of these lines funny it's called fronting off it's what the kids do and i was like what is fronting uh, off fronting off what yeah is, what, right? is that, what is that about uh the jurassic butterfly uh the whole daniel and not wanting to be called daniel but everyone calls him something else was was pretty yeah. was pretty funny but i th- and it was whatever i don't know but the funny part <laughs> the funniest part about it was when he got called danny l like yeah, for the rest God. of it was like oh danny l and i was like that's ah, pretty good <laughs> And then his punishment, if I don't know what it was like, it was like punishment. If he doesn't succeed with Kermit was she, he has to convert <laughs> all of his, all of her CDs into MP3s. Vinyl, all of her vinyl. To MP3s, oh, her vi- yeah. oh, it was vinyl. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was, I, I thought she might've said like CDs um, or albums. She just said like albums. All the way up to the sky. Yeah. yeah. She's got, and imports. Um, <laughs> that remote control that they had was nuts. That was like it had was like a two handle thing that looked like I don't know two looked cell like, phones glued together or something. It was oh weird. yeah, it looked like something that you would find at a um, a Brookstone or yeah a sharper yeah image. <laughs> yeah totally a lot of sharper image stuff. Here. Yeah, it was like, like some clock. universal remote that you got from Sharper Image for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, something I thought was funny is that she called the people that were going to go to her club that she wanted to turn the uh, theater mm-hmm. into rave monkeys yeah. and that's the culture that she's trying to capitalize on is that i, liked, this I liked how that was like i was trying to figure out if they were she was obviously villainized but i'm like are also there are they also villainizing rave people <laughs> like rave culture yeah so, for yeah. sure like and we get to see like rave versions of people and i thought it was so fucking funny that there's a rave oh, yeah. sam eagle that had the yeah. six sam eagle had the glow sticks yeah. <laughs> in people's faces and he had the, and he had the hair too i love that there yeah and there's a buff beaker oh um, that, that that was me me me, me, me. me. yeah that was great i like that bit <laughs> um ham is jammed and that was uh when uh mm-hmm. miss piggy is doing the cirque de soleil lame cirque de solame um it's yeah. lame lame i'm sorry lame <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the commercial breaks the, uh, wait matthew lillard's character's name is luke fromage yes which is, <laughs> which is cheese <laughs> and he's like aggressively like a stereotype of yeah i mean it's matthew Lillard, you know it's a matthew Lillard. he uh, doesn't know how to do anything just a complete nutter character or um they do the zoolander bit after zoolander has already come out in 2001 about well, i forget what the shrimp is is called um but he's I like bet. 
Yeah, he looks at the model of the Rave Monkey Club and is like, how is anyone going to fit in the uh, building? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, they're doing it. They're doing the Zoolander thing. And then, I don't know. I was wondering if they stole it from Zoolander or if, uh, I don't know. They just came up with the same idea at the same time. Totally. Um, couple, uh, another couple bits, too, is there's uh, river dancing in this. That was really funny seeing the Muppets legs, like the shot of it's just legs. And they're just like, it's just like- <laughs> And they're just like shaking like Muppet legs around. That was such a funny shot because he had like really long legs too. It's like, oh wow, these guys are tall. <laughs> and I really like that guy, the Ham's voice. I don't know who that or the the pig. Oh yeah, like, the, I, and I I mean, does that, that voice too. is really funny. I like that. Guy. I like that pig. Openly gay too, and like grabs Kermit's ass. That was a, that was a bit <laughs> aggressive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so funny uh mulan scrooge i got steve Irwin impersonator and then that the was rough stuff. i thought was that was one of the like the points where i'm like rolling uh, my eyes and kind of just right. like yeah we don't need to do this because that at a certain point it's not even a joke it's just it's just doing what like mm. the like again like mulan rouge they like it was just what if mulan rouge was muppets you know and there's right. not much commentary exactly. beyond that and the the crocodile hunter thing was like oh it was just an imper- a impersonation of of a guy and he wasn't really saying anything that that funny but they were just and he comes out of nowhere there's it's there's no reason Uh, out of nowhere and it's just purely just like hey remember like hey or not even remember it's happening at that time Irwin's a big deal yeah yeah, you like this and it's like yeah i guess you're watching it live on nbc christmas night or something you're like oh yeah Mm. we we watch that show all the time which i did um my sweet potato brain my yeah my sweet potato brain from uh Joan Cusack to the innuendo guy. Um, those children statues next to Kermit were pretty fucking scary. Their faces. <laughs> yeah. um, they're just like, hey. <laughs> that's the um, thing about Muppets so that. It, it, uh, yeah. It's so weird to me is that at times they can be so like uh, uncomfortable, you know, because they're, they're puppets. So they have mm-hmm. a very like straight face about things. And, um, it's like yeah, when David Arquette is trying to revive a frozen Kermit. You're just like, that's just a grown man, like playing with a stuffed animal right now. Uh-huh, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, there's no life to it or anything. You're just like, Oh, it's just, yeah. The, you're just like, and it's you realize how delicate and small Kermit thing. is. And just <laughs> like, Oh, he's just this little thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's sad when you see him with no life to him. Um, the for dummies joke is like very much a thing at this time. Like just, that was just a bit yes. like having uh-huh. a, like blank for dummies and giving someone that in a movie or show or something was such a bit that was done all the time. Like, or like just having someone read like that book, like having, I don't know, you could work that in as a, as a bit into anything. People did a lot. The NBC mm-hmm. thing on Kermit's foot, corporate synergy, um, in bitter impossible lasers. Was that was one fucking hilarious. I love that. With Fozzie. That was so funny. Fozzie was also turned into the Grinch and there was the whole like the mm-hmm. who's, which I, my, my note about that was, is the uh, who's from Whoville are terrifying. Pretty scary. <laughs> one of them, like, and maybe it's cause we just are familiar with the Ron Howard Grinch at, at this point, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. those were not done as well, but one of them was okay. But the guys was like his, I don't know. Things were, yeah, it's like us, sticking yeah. out a bit more, <laughs> not as like flush with like uh-huh. the rest of his facial features. And they were like really close They're up fine. and brightly lit and everything. So it kind of had to be good. And yeah, that was just another one that was kind of out of nowhere a, a little bit or just how oh, long, how course, long yeah. it went. Uh, but him like 
I don't know, going through that and like <laughs> the evergreen thing and then going into yeah. the steam room and, and all that. I, I don't know. It's something that's kind of, kind of fun about Fozzie bear ha- having his moment. Um, yeah, I love Kermit's arms. Whenever they, whenever they do the Kermit arm thing is like my favorite. Um, sure. I thought Kermit's voice was actually pretty similar to Jimmy Stewart's. So I thought it worked really well. The wonderful life thing because uh-huh. their voices are <laughs> Or kind of like throaty and similar. I don't know. Um, There you got Yoda, Frank Oz, Yoda showing up for a second. Um, Oh, yeah. David Arquette. Yeah. But it was like not full. You could tell it's not the Yoda figure, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in a world where Kermit doesn't exist, 90% of TV is reality shows. Oh, which was so awful. Like that was. And then it's just Joe no. Rogan being like, eat the rat, yeah, eat the rat. And you're like, oh, yeah. So. And then Rizzo's like, ah. <laughs> and Joe Rogan turns into a rate podcast host. Yeah. And then makes questionable decisions about COVID. <laughs> um, yeah, the the legs and Irish River dancing, like in the rave, like they're they're kind of playing like Nine Inch Nails music, which was interesting. It was, it was very so funny. It was yeah. very much like a industrial sort of, and it almost was gonna, it pretty much was like a parody of "I Want to Fuck You Like an Animal," like that. It, yeah. it really it was like boom, doom, gink, ding, doom, gink, doom, and it was like doing that, and then it kind of just did like the generic like safe for TV kind of instrumental version. Mm-hmm, uh sure. yeah Be- beaker bouncer uh piggy being a Jama- jamaican psychic uh-huh, yeah. oh, interesting. God, was, you know but it like so of the time as well the whole miss cleo having these uh, totally having, yeah uh like this phone psychic yeah uh-huh. uh the statue of joan rivers and like the it was like a mall and there's just a statue of her with like a briefcase uh-huh. <laughs> And waving, I was like, "What? This yeah. world is crazy." <laughs> they just Joan worship Bitterman. Oh, you're talking Joan Cusack? Because Joan, Joan Rivers, Cusack, yeah, not Joan. Yeah, Joan Rivers is in it too. Ah, oh, my bad. Uh, but yeah, and no, that June, scene June. was insane as well because yeah. they're just like, ah, it's so like chaotic, <laughs> and they're like both just like doing these like makeup things, and then the whole time she's like, losing her mind over so it's like, yeah, no, I was well, like, I'm this, this with. Uh, uh, you might, that might be Manhattan. Yeah, you might be thinking okay, of Manhattan. That's okay. okay. I, I might be. Yeah, that's okay. Joan Joan Rivers is uh, gets around. She shows up a lot um, in a lot of things. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, that statue I thought was just crazy. It was really big, and it was just her carrying a briefcase and waving. I was like, oh, what? In a mall, right? <laughs> just like, yeah. To the Bittermans. Um, I like the bit of like, he can't figure out how to get back, so he says. Like David Arquette's like, I don't know how to get you back. And he's like, well, I wish I didn't say I wish I'd never been born. <laughs> uh-huh. I thought that was a, that was a funny, funny bit. Um, yeah. And then Piggy does a headbutt. Oh, who does she do the headbutt to? Uh, oh shit. I, oh fuck. I forget. Anyways. Um, oh, it's. Oh, I forget. Anyways, she just does this bad, like this whole fight scene with who, who was, who was the other character that she does like the fight scene with? I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, with uh, Joan. She does it with Joan. Yeah. Joan. Then, that's right. Yeah. And they do like, a, that's I, right. Yeah. Joan. Yeah. Joan Cusack. And she gives, she gives him like, she gives her like a headbutt, <laughs> which right, she calls her uh, Porky. Mm-hmm. And they also make fun of those movies. Just 
really far gone at that point but all of them have yeah uh, the dubbed dubbed voices dubbing is all off yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's like a bit that has been done how many times yeah uh but yeah let's let's move on to some reviews from 82 percent uh is where the critics were lying on this uh let's see what they have to say from uh some rotten tomatoes critics reviews um i'll just do some little little snippet snippet style version of it and yeah there's not not too many so we'll see what we got here um from <laughs> from the uh, common sense media from barbara schultz uh four out of five classic story retold and funny touching muppet romp very nice mm-hmm. um ryan cracknell movie views uh gives it a fresh a medley of familiar christmas classics with a distinct muppet spin um yeah and this is I just this is an interesting selection of critic reviews uh that they qualify as critics on Rotten Tomatoes. This is from Caffeinated Clint from Movie Hole. <laughs> Gives it a three Movie out of Hole. five. The Muppets are back in fine form. Caffeinated Clint Great. from Movie Hole. Uh yep. from Walter Cha Film Freak Central. <laughs> Fuck yeah. There's brilliant moment the f- there's a brilliant moment that finds Scooter in SM- S&M gear gyrating in a cage in a leather bar as Kermit ponders, yes. a world since, ponders a world where he's never been born. That blew my mind because I thought for sure it was going to be Piggy. My mind too. Yeah. And then it was him. It was- and I was like, oh, what? What? <laughs> Scooter. <laughs> yeah. He's a character that never has like struck me as interesting either. Where he's just like, he seems more like, like a person yeah. or like he'd be on Alf or uh, something like that. Um, yeah, he ends up being like the kind of like the character in Jason's uh, yeah. sequel, mm-hmm. you know, like the new Muppet in that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. where he's trying to find his way and his talent turns out to be a fucking amazing whist- whistler, which, by the way, is Andrew Burke. Um, right. Yeah, the best whistler, the best whistler around. ever to exist. Uh, we'll do one more from Ryan. Oh, wait, no. Is that the same? What? Why they have it? They have the same guy up in here twice. This is crazy. Ron Tomatoes. I'm not going to do it. Okay. I'll do Mary, Marianne Johansson from flick philosopher, the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, muppetational Christmas movie I've seen in years. Fuck. Yeah, dude. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's see some audience, not so favorable reviews here. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, we'll go to Joel H. Despite having the Muppets and a Christmas theme, this is a two star out of five. It's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie is missing the magic of the holiday season. It seems the half-hearted television special hoped the crammed in cameos would make up for the lackluster story. Kermit is too mean spirited and the jokes almost fall all fall all fall flat. It's difficult to hate a Muppet movie, but I definitely didn't like this one. Yikes. From Sherry G, half star. Terribly boring and way too suggestive for young children. Way too much time <laughs> attempting to set the scene. We bailed after 25 minutes. Couldn't even entertain the adults in the room. Yikes. From Pickle J, half star. Liberal trash, blasphemous, and worst of all, 
This is just further proof that the people with the hands up the backside of the Muppets these days should be brought up on assault charges. <laughs> Hello. This person's name is Pickle. Pickle J. <laughs> um, from Clay M. Half Star. One of the worst movies I've ever seen, and I love the Muppets. From Jason P. One Star. There were a couple good lines. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. From Mike H, one star. Very poor by usual Muppet standards. If you want a Muppet Christmas film, watch a Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Kind of agree with him on that one, but. Yeah, me too. Um, It's a different movie. Just different, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matthew J, two stars. I enjoyed Whoopi Goldberg, and as usual, the Muppets are very cute, but this film is a very depressing endeavor. Oh, okay. From I'll do like, yeah, one or two more. From Nick S, two stars out of five, perhaps Nick Schulte. This Muppet production <laughs> is a sad attempt at making a jolly Christmas film. The tone is heavily depressing and the gags are intentionally mean-spirited. For my full review of Merry Merry Muppet Christmas, check out on this IMDb link. <laughs> Just promoting, shamelessly promoting themselves. Oh, like, shameless. Check oh, out God. my other review. If you like this review, make sure you read the same exact review at a different <laughs> website. <laughs> Like, what? Fuck you. <laughs> Get fucked. Uh, I wish I could review your review. Uh, what should I do next? I'll do this one last one. From John A, two stars. The first bad Muppet movie is this TV movie from 2002, mainly a spoof of It's a Wonderful Life. It sees the problems Kermit has to try and keep the Muppet Theater open as it will close at Christmas for good, unless they raise a large sum of money to keep their dream alive. That's just the synopsis. I'll do one more from Dave N. two stars. So disappointed in this sloppy Muppet movie, lazy production and humor. Uh, yeah. So let's see. I don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm gathering like the audience. I heard mean spirited a few yep. times mm-hmm. uh, and depressing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Is like kind of like the, the, I don't know what I would gather feeling, from yeah. like multiple different people in, in the most common mm-hmm. liberal trash. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm trying to think what what's the liberal trash of the party like being against like big business. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Being against capitalism. Yeah. yeah. That kind of thing. I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that just blows my mind. You're just like, you're just, I think that mo- that review was from like 2016. I'm wondering just like, Oh, this isn't Christmas Carol. Oh, I guess we'll see what happens. What is this? I'm I rooting for this. the Bittermans, Joan Rivers. <laughs> like, damn it, Joan Cusack. <laughs> That's who's editor. She's like goes above and beyond to be the evil, evil person mm-hmm. in this movie. But anyways, um, I'll just go ahead and give give my review. I think this was like uh, a fun a fun movie in the in terms of it being like a Muppet movie and uh, about Christmas. In so far as like those two things. Um, I don't know. You can kind of put them together in your mind about how it will go. And it's a kind of like a more of a variety special than like uh, a straight, you know, to, to cinemas film or something like that. It's more a casual kind of made for TV sort of variety show movie. Um, you can see that in the, in the celebrities and, and, uh, and everything like that, the ways that it works, I think it's able to like kind of move a little more fast and loose with some of the bits and, and have a little bit more fun that way. Um, I think it does get hung up on some of, some of the bits too. That's where it loses me is, is, uh, Mulan Scrooge and, um, you know, the crocodile hunter stuff and, uh, 
and trying to lean lean more into that kind of that kind of stuff that maybe be too stuck in the time and, and too specific like you were saying like very specific references to things that don't carry a lot of weight to me uh now watching it for the first time and uh i think the sentiment of just watching christmas carol muppets christmas carol is probably what i'm gonna do from you know from here out i'm not sure if i will revisit this i think if i'm in the mood i'll just throw a christmas carol or something like that but that in no by no means makes this like bad um no, and i definitely was like laughing a lot and it's again like it's yeah. the muppets like uh i like the muppets and i and i liked this movie like i i liked uh the time i had with it um oh and yeah some of the david arquette sort of stuff and Whoopi goldberg it's like it that was a little hit or miss as well uh but like i have like a list of notes of like and i just went through them as well of like things that were notable and were were made me laugh and made me like reach for my notepad and kind of put some stuff down like uh like big beak big bouncer beaker man like i don't know <laughs> beep 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 like it's like i'm beep, I'm, beep. I'm rolling on the floor man I, i'm cracking up so it's like when you yeah, have to spend a little time in mulan scrooge land it's like it's kind of worth it. It's worth it to kind of have these, you know, things that are a little more stinker, like not, not even full stinkers, but just like not the, not the best to and it work up to, um, the ones, the ones that do good music, good song, you know, good songs. I always like, uh, you know, the musical sensibility to everything. Um, and luckily for me, I, I mean, I did get a lot of the references, so it wasn't completely lost on me. Um, right. but if I were to ascribe, a score to it i'd say 73 i'll do nice. it i'll do a 73 for this one it's like i would not be opposed like if this was already if this was already on or if for some reason like i don't know just like this was one of the christmas movie only christmas movies available i would not be bummed let's it's a fun time fun time nice yeah no i i I mean we're gonna be in the handling club on this because i think both of us understand the like power and get where like this doesn't come from a place of cynicism so i think that one of the reviews that you talked about is of totally off base because i think that's what carries this movie for me is that i think that there is a lot of heart in this movie that makes this really enjoyable overall but i mean yeah it's it's hard for me to want to go back to this well um because it's so of the time and i yeah both of us growing up in this it it did make me laugh um and maybe this is operates like a little bit as a curio uh, of oh do you want to know a little bit about what was happening in 2000 and whatnot this has the whole scrubs <laughs> crew <laughs> and seeing seeing that in the beginning was so crazy to me, where i just you know we're slated it, as the scrubs it's, crew, yeah. it's slated as and yeah um no the uh, the muppets are fucking awesome and this movie is relatively mediocre in the only because it hangs too much of its hat on uh like very very current trope or like not tropes but like very current uh iconography or or whatever like things that are happening uh like that are popular at the time so i'm going to give this a 70 percent 70 percent very nice um well yeah i mean we're we're giving it fresh overall favorable and um yeah. I think it was fun to uh, watch something I'd never seen before and in a lighthearted sort of Christmas way. It's like when it's about Christmas, like, I don't know, there's certain things that you're just, uh, and when it's Muppets, I don't know, those things kind of give, give a lot yeah. of like, leeway, leeway for me where it's totally. just like, you can't really go wrong for me. I'm going to kind of have a good time. Muppets, yeah. yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I was going to, I don't know. We, I wanted to do this one thing and we can see how much I'll, I'll keep of this in the, in the actual episode, but I was just going to show you, uh, cause this movie aired for TV. So when you watch it on uh, like any sort of way you rent it, it'll have moments where it'll have like lead up and then fade out into black and then fade back mm-hmm. in to something else. So there's built in commercial breaks within, uh, the movie. So I went ahead and I wanted to look at some commercials from 2002. Um, so I'm just going to play a few of them and then I'm not sure how much I'll actually keep (laughs) in the, uh, in the episode, but I thought this would be a fun exercise for, uh, for us to, to go on. Um, Oh, let me get this all situated here. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, (laughs) what kind of commercials I can even remember that would happen. Um, I'm thinking like there were, you know, sort of movies that are sorry, sort of commercials that were very random and you, it's like almost hard to even tell uh, what the commercial is about. And I was going to try to Brandini's taking a little uh, walked away for a second, but I was thinking it'd be fun to try to, uh, quiz brandini on what the commercial is going to be but I, I don't know we'll just we'll just take a look at them see see what they're like and uh kind of reminisce over the type of commercials that um we could be seeing at that time let's see here um sorry this is this is me just trying to look at this oh my god yeah. <laughs> we got for people listening, yeah, this is a video of Super Mario Sunshine right now. Mario is taking a well-deserved vacation. Or so he thinks. <laughs> Something's a muck in paradise. I like Super Mario Sunshine. His yeah, man, it's, to make it's hard. It's one of the harder, harder Marios. In Super Mario Sunshine, only for Nintendo GameCube. But I, I don't know. I like. I liked it too. I think like upgrading your yeah. little water pack was like interesting. Spaceman. Bring it on, Pilot Savant. Who's flying this thing? Now we are watching a commercial for Firefly, a short-lived sci-fi show from Joss Whedon, Space Pirates, and this song is by Smash Mouth. The most twisted new show on television. Let's move it on the sun. There, oh, it's out there. So makes us special. From the creator of Bucket the Vampire Slayer, Firefly, the series premiere next week on Fox. Series premiere, wow. I think this one's coming. Oh, look at this. We got a Super Troopers. I mean, we've already seen this, this trailer because we did this on the podcast. Oh, it's... It would be a crime to miss it. It would be a crime to miss it. You play through this. Um, right now, it's um, Kingdom Hearts, the first one. Have you played through that? I never finished it, but this was like a huge deal when this came out at the time, and I got it for PlayStation. Crazy. And, uh, yeah. This oh, that's from the opening part, but yeah, I I thought it was so cool because I was we were both big Final Fantasy X heads, and I think this was like kind of closely after Final Fantasy X. I was writing paper on the PC, and it was like bleep, 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 bleep. and then like half of my paper was gone, and I was like, hmm? it devoured my paper. It was really good paper. And then I had to write it again, and I had to do it fast, so it wasn't as good. It's kind of a bummer. Oh. Oh. I'm Ellen Feist, and I'm a student. 
That was an Apple commercial. Wow. Them just standing in the old white void of, of Apple. That, that was that was uh, starting and just talking about. So that was advertising. It just said switch. So just like switch to Apple because their printers mm-hmm, are yeah, better? From PC. No, from PC. Yeah, overall, their OS is better. Oh, I because see. Because people, people would complain about the, um, yeah, like a- Apple has always prided themselves and why people have converted to them is because of user friendliness right mm-hmm. and so they have always prioritized their os in that sense so yeah like pc and, and both of us have experienced this now having built pcs and well, i haven't built one but having a gaming pc and like yeah you can just you can understand that um just like the issues that we've had is it's not it's an open system which allows for a lot more customization but yeah you can just run into these like weirdo issues <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? Why is this doing this? Oh, is this a, okay. are way better. Yeah. Oh, this is Turok. Wow. Yeah, Turok. This fall, EB games. Oh my God. Games. That was the thing. Saving the world one Tuesday at a time. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Man, Joss Whedon on a roll. Of course, that's why he ended up directing uh, $200 million budget movies. <laughs> back to school, back to cool. Back to cool. Man, UPN. UPN. All right. We could be here all day. There's certain ones where I'm just like, what is this commercial for? Was I was saying earlier, it's like, what do you think this commercial? I mean, you would say a car. No matter what changes in your life, there are two things you can count on for 10 years. One of them comes with loads of standard features and Look how ugly that roadside assistance. Car is. Oh my 2003 God. Kia Spectra. And right now, get two yeah, that car. cash back on all remaining two Spectras. <laughs> all right. Okay. Oh I can't. I can't do this anymore. It was probably boring for people out there listening. I'm not sure how much I'll keep in, but I thought that would be a fun little... Yeah, because I, I would like I was trying to imagine almost having those little breaks in between would be almost kind of nice. I wanted them to like keep the commercials of the time as a part of the rental of the movie, I think would be uh, uh, right. I don't know. I would like that oh, edit. Someone give me that edit. Uh, give me that edit. Uh, well, that's been it for us here at Polarized Podcast. Uh, this is the part where I reveal to you folks what our next movie is, which is. Another little holiday treat. Oh, you knew it, it was coming. You knew it's it. A, you already know. You knew uh, it was going to be a holiday movie. It's a little film from 2005 called Just Friends. Uh, romance comedy slash comedy. Uh, high school student Chris Brander, Ryan Reynolds, loves his best friend, Jamie Palomino, Amy Smart. He finally confesses his feelings, but she tells him that she just wants to be friends. And he leaves town in shame. Ten years later, Chris is a successful record executive and involved with self-absorbed pop star Samantha James, Anna Faris. He still pines for Jamie, though, and when when his plans to go to Paris for the holidays fall through, he returns to his hometown to try and win her heart. I'm excited Um, about this. I'm very excited for this. This is, uh, yeah, 42% from critics, 71% from audience. Um, It is an audience-favored movie. It is kind of... uh, one of those movies I feel like people uh, like and talk about and share and wasn't really given uh, much attention by uh, critics when it came out. So this will, this will be uh, a little holiday adventure for us. 
Uh, it's been so fun, Brandini, to um, yep. Muppetify our life. Uh, oh, for I needed the Muppets. Yeah, it's yeah. If I could, I I would you know turn this into a Muppets podcast. But we must we must uh, reside in our polarized kingdom and continue um, mm-hmm. talking about the movies that people don't agree on and mediating the discussion. Hope you've enjoyed us doing so uh, as we always do. Um, and if you want to reach us again or watch us live, uh, you can watch us on polarized. Oh, sorry. Twitch.tv slash polarized pod. Uh, reach us on Twitter at the same place. Polarized pod there. Um, polarize the pod at gmail.com. If you want to send a line or anything else and please, uh, rate us and subscribe on, uh, on the old Apple podcast would be awesome too. Um, it's yep. been a true delight. Happy holidays and a uh, very merry Muppet Christmas to you all. Yes. And to all a good night. Good night. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>